0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates every single day the people who are working so hard every day to make coastal Mississippi a better place to live. Work and play. Hope you're having a great day. I've got a quote for you from Conan O'Brien. This is the this is something he said as he was signing off his late night TV show after 28 years. Incidentally, he's going to be starting a new show. It's going to be interesting because he's a very talented guy, funny guy. Uh, a weekly variety show on HBO Max. But here's here's what he said. It's not easy to do, but try. Try and do what you love with people you love. And if you can manage that, it's the definition of heaven on earth. I, I swear to God, it really is. I, when I read that, I thought about I thought my career. No matter which step in my career I was in, I always enjoyed the people that I worked with. I really did, and it it really helped make you know the the world the you know your work work world a lot more fulfilling. In fact, I often said this that you spend more time with the people that you work with than you do with your own family. So you might as well you might as well set set a course to enjoy working with the people that you work with. And uh, even though I do this gig just 1 hour a day, I'm still you can call me retired still. I'm pleased that I had the opportunity to to work with people like Cal Curley, who's an amazing producer, and uh, uh, Steve Davenport, who owns Super Talk, and um, you know Kim Dillon, who's the president of Super Talk, and people like uh, Kenny Vest, who's going to be joining me in the second half of this show. Hey, I got a note from Eric Hill recently. He's the um, Director of the Center for Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State, and he's been on the show several times. Um, he's a leader around the issues that you hear me talk about a lot around the new economy. He's actually one of the people who, who among others, talks about the Silicon Delta. He he really believes there's an opportunity in Mississippi. Uh, to to really take these these uh, technology jobs, these remote technology jobs, uh, you know and I say the pandemic sort of put that on steroids, the opportunity to work as a technology employee and live wherever you want to live. That Mississippi's in a great place. And one of the things he often talks about is that we have to build the kind of places where they can find a spouse. That's such an interesting way to say it, because essentially what he's saying is that the people who work in the new economy, let's say a technology job uh, person is working remotely. They will pick the town that they want to live in based on this. They want to live, work, and play and in basically the same general area. That's why mixed-use developments downtown are so popular. I had the opportunity to visit with Paige uh, Roberts last week. I went to visit her. Uh, Paige is uh, the, the, uh, the uh, CEO of the Jackson County Chamber. And we took a walk downtown. We walked all over downtown Pascagoula. And we walked into, under construction, literally today as we speak, a number of mixed-use projects. It was incredible. What's happening in Pascagoula is truly amazing. The best word I could use was, wow. (laughs) Anyway, you also heard me talk about, as recently as last week, a conversation with Mayor Billy Hughes uh, that there's a mixed-use development, $30 million mixed-use development plan for Gulfport at the corner 49 and 90. Uh, it's an amazing project, and it's the kind of thing that's evolving and it, you're going to see more of in coastal Mississippi that's going to position us to be successful in this new economy. I actually, just in case you're interested, I had an entire show with Stuart Speed, who is a developer of that project in Gupport. If you missed it, you can go to Facebook. Just go to the search bar on Facebook and put Coastview Stuart Speed. By the way, if you miss any program of anyone that you want to see, that's the way to do it. Just put Coastview, whatever the name is, and it will come up with some of the choices that you'll get. Eric, what Eric wanted to tell me, though, uh, in his note to me, was that. That he's on the board for what uh, an organization called the Mississippi Coding Academies better known as the MCA. That organization is a collaboration between Innovate Mississippi and the governor's office via the Mississippi Development Authority. Uh, They're focused on non-traditional paths to create new and diverse uh, software professionals. And uh, they offer improved economic opportunities for Mississippians, particularly the disadvantaged and the underserved. Uh, This organization is one of the critical elements of our efforts to create this Silicon Delta that I'm talking about. And we're going to be talking about that more in just a few minutes, but Eric reminded me that he had written about the MCA, the Mississippi Coding Academies, in a, in this really widely distributed article that he wrote about Mississippi setting a goal of becoming the Silicon Delta. And uh, you know, I remembered it once I went back and checked it. Um, and so, what they're doing now in this in this program is they're de- developing and teaching developers in 11 months, 11 months, think about this for a minute. And a new program's about to uh, get launched here in Biloxi this coming fall. To talk more about all of this, uh, I've invited Dr. Sarah Lee from the University of Southern Mississippi. She's the director of the School of Computing Sciences and Computer Engineering at Southern Miss. And she's joining me this morning on COSU. Sarah, how are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing great,
1: good morning. It's good to see you. So you heard all of that. Mississippi does have a unique opportunity, doesn't it?
2: We absolutely do. There's so much untapped um, talent and potential here in the state.
1: And, uh, you know, computer programming, as you well know, it's, I mean, the, if, if I were to say anything about the future, <laughs> anything about the future and the present, it would be that technology, technology will always be from this point forward a major part of economic success and opportunity as well, won't it?
2: Yes, I mean, computing is everywhere. Regardless of the vocational path that you choose, you're going to intersect with computing. Uh, You know, we need our our youth to have computational thinking skills, uh, regardless of what kind of work they go into. If you go to work in a manufacturing plant, you're going to be working with robots and, you know, working with computing and solving problems using technology. So, you know, regardless of
1: technology, I talk a lot about artificial intelligence and social media. You know, today we'll, We'll we'll scratch the surface a little bit on cybersecurity, which is a major issue these days. There's a lot to talk about. But Eric tells me you were actually at Mississippi State for 12 years. And as you probably well aware, he's a big fan of yours.
2: Oh yes, I um, had a great time at MSU, and I really enjoyed working with Eric. Um, I my primary career was at FedEx Corporation up in the Memphis area. I worked in their information technology division. Great company to work for, uh, but I, I I was had a midlife crisis and said, you know, I think I want to do something different. And I, I'm super passionate about broadening participation in computing. Uh, so in that crisis, I said, I think I'll rather than going and getting a sports car, I'll go and get a PhD. So, so I worked on that while I was at FedEx with the intent to come back home to Mississippi. I'm a native um, of, of Lowndes County, Mississippi, and actually a fifth-generation native of Lowndes County. I uh, wanted to come back to my home state and uh, broaden participation in computing, particularly with a focus on women. Women are very underrepresented in computing. And I saw that in my career at FedEx. You know, FedEx is a great company for women. Uh, and, and we there were a lot of women in our IT division. Uh, but we're still underrepresented, uh, you know, across the country. Um, uh, only about a quarter of computing professional jobs are held by women.
1: That's interesting because, you know, uh, Eric brought that to my attention. He said it's a rarity. Having a woman in your role is a rarity in and of itself. But he also mentioned that you've uh, he, he thought that the, the, the commitment that you've made to of Mississippi is fantastic. And, uh, you know, he, he really wanted to be sure that you're on the show. And we're going to come back to that program that starts in the fall here in just a second. Tell me more about what you do at Southern Miss.
2: Well, I'm director of the School of Computing Sciences and Computer Engineering, and we have uh, three undergraduate majors. We have IT, Computer Science, and Computer Engineering. We have a master's degree in Computer Science and a PhD in Computational Science. We've added a a certificate program in Applied Cybersecurity, and we've added several new cybersecurity courses that will launch this fall. Um, It's a Program with about 350 undergraduates here, uh, looking to grow that um, across our campuses in Hattiesburg and um, on the Gulf Coast. We have a computer science major in Long Beach.
1: That's good. Hey, look, you know, you mentioned cybercrime, but cyber, man, every time you turn around, you hear about another hacking that's taking place. I read something about Microsoft yesterday, and um, you know, you you know, Russia's sort of denying it, as you as you well know. But it's not just Russia; it's China. It's all over the world, actually. Right. And what what I read recently, where literally the damage is done by cybercrime, are I mean, well into the trillions of dollars. Um This is something we've really got to work to get a better handle on, isn't it?
2: absolutely and I've said for several years and you know it was at Mississippi State where I got involved in cybersecurity education Uh, everyone needs to be on the cybersecurity team everyone needs to have some level of training in cybersecurity because it's not just a group of people off in a room somewhere who will keep us all safe and until we're all safe online none of us are safe Uh, the the threat vector is changing um, every day Uh, those who are trying to attack or looking for new ways in, and it may not be through your um, computing department. It could be through um, your administrative assistant, your accounts payable person. So those skill sets are super important. Um, about there are, there are a lot of open cybersecurity jobs, about half a million in the U.S. There are about a, a million open computing jobs across the country. But with cybersecurity, a lot of those um, open positions are in protect and defend. And so that's what we we want, we want to grow some of that talent here in Mississippi um, in reference to the COAST program that you mentioned.
1: So what we're going to do when we come back, we'll talk about the COAST program. We'll, we'll complete this conversation about cybersecurity and why it's so critical and uh, how much smarter these guys are getting these days. It's incredible. And it's hard. You got to stay, you know, every day we learn something in terms of what we must do to stay a leg up on these attacks that are taking place all across the United States these days. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Sarah Lee from Southern Miss.
0: on Supertalk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View <laughs> with Ricky Matthews <laughs> on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coastview. We have Dr. Sarah Lee with us. She's the director of the School of Computing Sciences and Computer Engineering at Southern Miss. And she's also involved in an organization called the Mississippi Coding. Um, Coding, coding, coding. uh, Academies. I almost said something, a different name. The MCA. So why don't we, let's see, before we get to that, I want to come back to cybersecurity for just a second. Um, You know, when I was a publisher and president of of media companies uh, throughout my career, the, the technology part of our company was obviously active, constantly acting, working with third-party vendors, focused on making sure that um, our servers were safe and, our, and our, the work that we were doing internally was safe. But it seemed like on a pretty regular basis, as we got, I got toward the end of my career in 2016, that the threats continued to increase um I, I know that cybersecurity has always been an issue but what's happened these days is that those who are, are wishing to cause harm at least u- using technology it seems like that is like ramped up you know uh, tenfold just in the past couple of years is that true
2: absolutely and you know as 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 more of our population is online and you know we see uh, senior citizens down to two-year-olds walking around with an iPhone um, you know as more of us are online devices um, you probably heard of the Internet of Things where we have you know we have smart TVs we have smart refrigerators you know a lot of things in our home that are connected to the Internet as you there are more things to attack there and um, so the threats are increasing
1: it's kind of scary it's kind of scary because yes. you know like I said at the beginning of the show there's no turning back technology will be part of where we are headed as a nation as a, as a you know as a set of countries around the world from this point forward That's why there's so much opportunity. Hey listen one of the things I often say on this show and I, I love to meet with people like uh, Dr. Mary Graham from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College because you know it's not always necessary for someone to go and get a four-year degree there's there are opportunities way beyond that 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 pay just as if you were going to get a four-year degree. And and something in the technology arena, particularly as it re- relates to coding, it is a really significant opportunity, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And we're seeing more and more of those alternative paths or alternative routes to computing jobs and cybersecurity jobs uh, throughout this country. Yeah, um, I'm happy that Mississippi is a leader in this. You know, we have a model here that we've not been able to find anywhere else. And a lot of the, the companies we meet with and other stakeholders say, we haven't seen anything like this. Uh, we call it the Mississippi model.
1: I love when we you know okay, so when an organization called Innovate Mississippi, which you would hope would be all about innovation, and the Mississippi development authority authority uh, representing the Governor's Office, when they are collaborating together in something called the Mississippi uh, Coding Academies, it's exciting to see that the goal to do innovative things has actually been reached, and that will soon come to the coast. So talk to me specifically first about the Mississippi coding academies and what you guys are up to.
2: Well, the Mississippi, Mississippi Cutting Academies are a nonprofit, and um, the program was launched in 2017. And we have been training uh, individuals who have recently graduated high school, individuals who already have a four-year degree, but it's not in a STEM field, it's not in a tech field. Um, they, you know, they're wanting to upskill for this um, digital economy um, that you've spoken of. Uh, It's an 11-month program, and they learn full-stack software development. And what that means is they're learning how to develop the front end all the way to the back end, where, you know, we're connecting to databases and pulling data. And uh, so the program's been very successful. It it, has also been really helpful with increasing diversity in um, computing um, jobs, which is my passion, as I shared earlier, we we've had I think in the last cohort it was about 30% women. It was predominantly um, Black and African American participants uh, who are very underrepresented in computing jobs it, across the country. Only 3% of computing jobs are held by Black women. So uh, that's the passion that drove me to leave FedEx and come do this work and to get involved with the coding academies because it's um, education is not one size fits all. So- So we we need alternative pathways.
1: What amazes me, though, is that you could actually develop a program that has a viable developer, someone who can literally sit down and begin to make an impact after only 11 months. How are you able to do that?
2: Well, it's it's uh it, it's not a typical classroom environment. It's very hands-on, active learning. It, it we treat it, and we ask the participants to treat it like it's their full-time job. They're coming to work every day. Um, so so it's throughout the workday, um, you know, the eight to five workday. It's not. I go to class a couple hours a day, and then I'm off to something else. We uh, it, it, it it's very intense. And very um, directed, and we're able to uh, get them skilled in, in eleven months. It's just not spread out over you know semester by semester like when you go to college. Um, and they're not so taking the pro- other things. Yes,
1: go ahead. So, so Sarah, in the in the programs you guys have done so far, um, as you as you evaluate the uh, the students that come out, mm-hmm. what are you seeing?
2: Um, well we're seeing students you know we're evaluating them when they come in too and throughout the program so there are some uh, you know benchmarks along the way to make sure they're making progress but um, we're seeing uh, motivated mississippians who want to get to work and um, you know they want to increase their earning powers uh, and uh, that you know increases the quality of life not just for them but for their families as well
1: I saw it may be on something you guys sent to me, or maybe it's just something I found. Where the average starting job is around forty thousand dollars a year.
2: That's correct. The average starting salary has been between thirty-eight and forty for the Coding Academy since two thousand seventeen. Uh, most of the people who join the program are either unemployed or they're uh, they're um, underemployed. We've had people who had degrees who were working in fast food restaurants, and so wow. they,
1: they That's come incredible.
2: and they re, they re, they reskill, and they're able to go into these higher wage jobs.
1: So give me the specifics on what's going to happen in Biloxi this fall.
2: Okay. I'm super excited about um, the Biloxi Cyber Center that we're launching. So it's going to include the full stack software development curriculum that we're already doing at our sites. We have a a location in the Golden Triangle. We have one in Jackson. Um, So it's going to to have that curriculum, but it's also going to have some additional modules that um, will be prepping the participants for an industry certification in cybersecurity. There are a lot of industry certifications. Um, the one that we're targeting is one that's um, an entry point for a lot of positions in cyber. And uh, it, it, it's focused in more of the cyber defense um, part of cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a lot of different things. Uh, And so that's going to be some additional modules. So it'll be a little bit more than the 11 months, but we're going to offer that cyber piece virtual as well. So you don't necessarily have to be in the classroom to do that. And the program in Biloxi is going to be hybrid in that the students will not have to go in person every day, Monday through Friday. They'll go some, you know, and work with a cohort and work one-on-one with the instructor, but they'll also... Have the flexibility to do some of that virtually, and you know that's something that came out of COVID that we we learned that we can do that because we were forced to flip it to online in 2020, and we and we figured out that you know there's a there's a sweet spot here, a mix where we can do this in a hybrid fashion.
1: Well, yeah, you you need to be able to do it hybridly because if you think about the whole notion of the Silicon Delta, it's it's reliant on the ability of software developers and those in the technology field doing the their work remotely, and um, you know, learning. We've already we've come to understand this, particularly as it relates to technology. Learn, learning, learning is we're very capable of learning in a remote way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a fast-growing area. Of just your over, forget about the the program that you're that you're we're talking about now, as it relates to coding. You see the emergence of how technology-enabled learning is just. I mean, what they'll in some ways we'll never look back, will we?
2: Exactly. The world has changed. Uh, You know, the, the normal, you know, you hear people say, I'll be glad when things get back to normal, but normal is not going to be what we had before COVID.
1: So real quick, if someone wants to learn more about this program, where do they go? How do they learn more about the program?
2: Uh, they can go to mscoding.org, which is the uh, website for the Mississippi Coding Academies. The application to apply for Bilexi is there. It's live, and we're accepting a- applications. I'm excited to say we've already gotten several. And uh, we look forward to bringing this alternative route um, to the coast.
1: So uh, how many students do you expect to get
2: We are expecting to to launch this first cohort on the coast with around twenty students. Uh, Just you know to. To start out with a small cohort and uh, get it going, it's, it's a new program with the cyber piece. Uh, but ultimately, we'd like to go up to you know thirty or thirty-five in a cohort. Now, what we have in, in in other sites had cohorts that overlap, so I see us doing that on the coast, so that it's not that we have to completely finish this one before before we start the next one. We'll have them overlapping.
1: That's a, a super exciting. Hey, well, we're going to have you back as we get closer to the fall right. program. And we can talk about rolling it out. We can talk more about cybersecurity because that that should be sort of an ongoing topic since people are learning are hearing so much about it these days. But but anyway, this has been Dr. Sarah Lee, the director of School of Computing Sciences and Computer Engineering at the University of Southern Mississippi. Thank you so much for your passion in this subject and thank you for your contributions to Coastal Mississippi.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to visiting visiting with you again.
1: You bet. And I want to thank my friend Eric Hill from the Center for Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State for introducing me to Sarah. Uh, Anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Kenny Vest, Head of Marketing and Operations and Other Things at Supertalk Mississippi Media Gulf Coast. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast
0: View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com.
1: A Super Talk Mississippi Media
0: Production.